You're listening to the Well Woman Healthy Lifestyle Podcast, and I'm your host, Michelle Broad, certified women's health, adult nurse practitioner, and hormone specialist. I'm a daughter, I'm a wife, I'm a mama, and I'm a nana of two. And I'm the founder of Well Woman Network, an online women's health educational portal. And my mission is to help women all over the world optimize their health by teaching them how to become their number one self-care advocate through teaching them about their health in a non-judgmental and a not too sciencey way. And today, ladies, I wanted to discuss with you and get a little more in depth and talk to you about your digestive health and about why it's important for you to have digestive health and digestive wellness. Now, hang with me for a minute here. We've been talking for the last several podcast episodes about our hormones, right? And not last month, but the, not last week, sorry, but the week before we talked about serotonin. And I talked to you about that 80% of your serotonin, excuse me, is made in your gut. So it's important to understand your digestion and your gut and your gut health because it can affect your whole body and it can affect your hormones. And this goes on to talk about a lot more than just hormones. So I hope that you're going to find something very informative from this episode. It is kind of in depth. So I'm going to go over a lot of things today. And then next week, I'm going to be talking to you about ways that you can improve your digestion. And we'll talk about lots of different things that you can do from there. So stick with me as we go through today's episode and we learn about digestive health and what all that comprises of. Because you know, ladies, it's so easy for us to take our digestion for granted. Okay. We eat, then we digest, and then we go on with our day. However, everything that you do impacts your digestion. And conversely, everything that you eat and how you digest it impacts your life and your health and wellness. For example, the quality of your sleep can affect how well you digest And you probably already know from experiences and hearing me talk on this podcast that sometimes what you eat or drink can impact how well you sleep in turn. So vice versa. Okay. For example, you've heard me talk before. If you have alcohol immediately before bed, you might sleep super well for a few hours, but then be awake for the rest of the night. Okay. That's just how it goes. So here's the thing. Your digestion includes everything from top to bottom or from consumption to elimination. Okay. So everything that goes into your mouth and everything that comes out the other end. So we not only need to pay attention to what you put in your mouth, but we also have to understand and look at the material that comes out. So we're talking about waste or poop. Yes, we are talking about poop. Okay. No one really likes to talk about it, but it's a direct result of your digestion and proper elimination and pooping can certainly impact your health. Okay. For example, if you're constipated, which can happen for a large number of reasons, you can develop bacteria growth problems in your gut. This can lead to inflammation, discomfort, malabsorption, and a bunch of other issues, ladies. So you want to not only pay attention to what goes into your body, but you also want to pay attention to what comes out of it. So here are a few areas of your life that are either directly or indirectly impacted by your digestion. Number one, sleep. Two, mental clarity. Three, energy levels. Four, your immune system. Five, pain or discomfort. And six, metabolism. Okay? So ladies, when we talk about our digestive health, we often focus on problems. And even though today we are going to look at three of the most chronic, common digestive problems that can impact your life, 
I want to also stress <clears throat> that I want to talk about good digestive health because that is really the focus. And good digestive health looks like this, okay? It looks like regular bowel movements. And what does that mean? It means that they happen regularly. Generally for adults, this is once a day, but it can be more or less. In any case, it should be relatively consistent. Normal bowel movements, meaning that they should be the right color, shape, and consistency. Diarrhea and constipation are the bookends here, okay? There can be also the things that happen in the middle of these two extremes that can cause signs and be signs of, for other issues that may be going on as well. And here's just an example. Now, I don't want to gross you out or anything, but sometimes if you eat too much fat at a particular sitting, you may notice that the next time that you go to the bathroom, your stool may float on top of the water, okay? It's kind of disgusting, but it's because you aren't digesting fat and the fat is in the stool and it floats to the top of your toilet, okay? However, that should not be the norm all the time, okay? Next, gas. So we all know that gas happens. It's part of the normal process and everyone gets gas. However, extensive gas that can be accompanied by painful or chronic bloating can also be a sign that something is wrong. So now let's talk about some of the things that do go wrong with our digestive health and wellness, okay? So there's many people who suffer from occasional digestive issues. They may experience some diarrhea with an illness, or if they've consumed too much fiber, for example, they may have some diarrhea, or they may experience some constipation on the other end, especially if they consume too little fiber over the course of a few days. However, there are some genuine and chronic digestive and gastrointestinal problems that are much more significant. So I want to just briefly go over them and talk about them a little bit and show you the signs and what some of the treatments can be. So you may have heard, or you may have, what's known as GERD. It's G-E-R-D, and it stands for gastroesophageal reflux disease. This is also known as good old-fashioned heartburn. It can be occasional, or this can be chronic. Essentially, there's a little flap, ladies, that prevents food from escaping the stomach and going back up into the esophagus. Often, that flap becomes relaxed or injured, and food can pop back up into your esophagus. This results in an irritation in the esophagus, or what we call GERD. It feels awful, and for many, this is a chronic condition. So antacids work for mild GERD because they reduce the acid, and therefore they impact the irritation on the esophageal tissue. However, long-term, GERD often requires sometimes maybe medical intervention, which could include prescription medications. So for the first thing, for mild GERD, there's a lot of medications that are over-the-counter, okay? There's your Tums, there's Omiprazole, there's Zantac, you know, there's Prilosec, all the ones that you've heard. But a lot of times, you can also curb GERD by watching your diet, and eating a bland, a more bland diet. Stay away from acidy things. Stay away from um, citrusy things. Stay away from um, coffee, caffeine, those type of things. Carbonated beverages. You know, eating too close to going to bed can sometimes irritate GERD. Sometimes you also may be not digesting your food, so you might need a good digestive enzyme. And a good probiotic is always a must in my book. Okay. Next is. IBD, irritable bowel stands for irritable bowel disease. It's a term that's used to describe two chronic conditions. It can either be colitis and or Crohn's disease. Both are autoimmune diseases that have a strong genetic component. The conditions are different, but they have similar symptoms. So let's take a look at Crohn's first, not to get too technical. 
Crohn's is an ongoing disorder that is linked to inflammation of your digestive tract. It can affect any area of your GI tract, including your mouth, but it's more commonly found either in the, in the ileum or in your colon. The inflammation not only causes pain, it can cause other common and challenging problems that include frequent diarrhea, abdominal pain or cramping, sometimes you get rectal bleeding, it can cause you to have fatigue, weight loss, malnutrition, reduced appetite, fever, joint pain, skin lesions, and even eye inflammation. Again, this is an autoimmune type of thing, okay? The symptoms can vary depending on the person and the severity of their Crohn's. All right. There's also sometimes there can be complications if you have Crohn's. Sometimes you can have an obstruction. Sometimes you get scar tissue. Sometimes you can get fissures or abscesses or different things like that. But you know what? That's a little bit sciencey, and I told you I wasn't going to get too sciencey on you. So let's move on, okay? Crohn's is typically treated with medication. Same thing with ulcerative colitis. This is a condition, it's a chronic disease that affects the large intestine, mainly your colon. The lining becomes inflamed and ulcers develop on the surface. This inflammation, like Crohn's, causes pain and digestive problems. However, unlike Crohn's, ulcerative colitis is very localized. It doesn't impact any other area of the digestive tract. Both ulcerative colitis and Crohn's are largely caused by genetics, immune system disorders, or environmental factors. Okay? So that was IBD. That was irritable bowel disease. Now we're going to talk about IBS so the two don't get confused. IBS is irritable bowel syndrome, okay? And this is something that impacts many, many people, and it often has a psychological component. For example, stress can cause IBS, but generally it's a, it isn't a factor for IBD, which is irritable bowel disease. So the inflammation part, like Crohn's and colitis, really don't have a psychological effect. Those are more like genetics, your immune system, and environmental factors where IBS can sometimes have a psychological component, especially if you have a lot of anxiety, okay? So it shares the same signs and symptoms of IBD, but doesn't change the tissue of your digestive tract, and it doesn't increase your risk of colorectal cancer, okay? So IBS, the signs are that you can have a lot of times abdominal pain or cramping. You can sometimes have bloating. You can have gas. Sometimes you've got diarrhea. Sometimes you've got constipation. Sometimes you mix in between. Sometimes you're just on one end or the other. Sometimes you can have mucus in your stool. But ladies, generally speaking, IBS is a chronic condition and symptoms can vary depending on the person's lifestyle and your diet, as well as other factors, Okay. So it, it is a surprising fact to learn that around 75% of the population suffers from some type of digestive problem, okay? Check this out. According to the American Nutrition Association, 70 million people every day suffer from some form of digestive issue, okay? That's crazy. That's a lot of people. As you might imagine, digestive problems can have a large impact on your life as well as on your overall health. So let's take a look at that in a bit more detail and see what that looks like, okay? So what causes digestive problems? Well, I, it would be wonderful if one thing and only one thing caused digestive issues, right? Then it'd be easy to fix the issue because you'd know exactly what it was. Unfortunately, for most people, there are many different issues that cause digestive problems, okay? The key here, ladies, is to learn your body and to pay attention to your triggers. So let's explore some of those triggers and what they look like, why they cause problems, and then we'll talk about some tips on how to eliminate your digestive issues. Number one, stress. Stress, like I said, can be associated with IBS. Sometimes 
it is probably, you know, like we talked many times that stress is probably a part of every one of our lives. We live busy lives and it can be stressful. Stress, as we learned last week about our cortisol, that stress triggers your flight or fight response and that can cause a number of digestive changes. Basically, reiterating what we learned last week, during the flight or fight response, your body is shifting all of its focus to the systems that will get you out of a dangerous situation. That's what it is designed for. However, most of us are in situations where, we're, where we aren't actually in danger, okay? But your stress response is likely due to your lifestyle rather than the fact that you're being chased by bears, lions, and tigers. Like we said, you're not in danger, but your body reacts the same way. It exhibits the same psychological responses, which means that your body begins producing glycogen for your muscles, which isn't used then to store fat, okay? You also end up producing more acid in your stomach because again, the stress produces that acid. So many people who have very high stressful jobs also find that they have chronic heartburn, chronic diarrhea, and even chronic constipation. Stress ladies can really wreak havoc with your digestive system. In fact, for some people with IBS, stress can trigger that response. Okay. Next is food intolerances. Another thing that we want to talk about with the digestive problem is looking at food intolerances. There are a few categories of food that can cause problems for a large number of people. And you may be, feel, you may be familiar with some of these sensitivities and intolerances. One that is quite common is dairy. Okay, You hear people being lactose intolerant, but some can also be sensitive or allergic to the protein in the dairy, the casein or whey, or both. Food allergies and intolerances can cause a variety of symptoms, including the ones that we've discussed. Dairy may also cause rashes, insomnia, chronic fatigue, headaches, and eczema. Okay. Other common sensitivities are to gluten or wheat, and that's been in the media a lot for the past couple of years. Coriferous vegetables, things like broccoli and Brussels sprouts, kale and cauliflower can be a little bit difficult for your body to digest. They're great for you though, but for some people, they can cause you to have gas and have bloating. They're packed with nutrients, but if you eat them in large amounts or if, or if you're or very sensitive to them, they can cause digestive distress, okay? So like I said, the most common signs are gas, bloating, and although sometimes you may even experience diarrhea with those particular type of coriferous vegetables. Finally, beans can also be another digestive issue. You may already know this. They can cause gas and bloating, however, there, there's a very easy way around this. You can use a pressure cooker to break down the protein that your body cannot, the protein that causes gas. You can also buy canned beans. Okay, that may help a little bit with that as well. The next thing is sugar. Sugar, ladies, you know that we've talked about this in the podcast before, is in just about everything we eat. And while the FDA recommends that we get less than 10 teaspoons of sugar a day, the average American gets more than 30 teaspoons of sugar a day. It's in coffee drinks, it's in sports drinks, it's in breakfast cereal, it's in snack bars, and virtually any other processed food, okay? And we already know that sugar causes obesity and diabetes, but it can also cause inflammation, which is the root cause of many digestive problems, including diarrhea and constipation. When something gets inflamed, it gets irritated and swollen, right? So that's where you get those problems. So in your digestive tract, this means that it's not able to effectively absorb the nutrients when you've got a lot of inflammation going on. So the right things don't pass into and out of your system at the right time. This can lead to too much or too little water in your system, which can cause what? 
diarrhea if there's too much water, and it can cause constipation on the other end if there's not enough water, right? And constipation causes additional issues. The bad bacteria in your gut loves it when you're backed up. It provides the ideal environment to grow those unhealthy bacteria, okay? So they just love to be in there. With the overgrowth of bad bacteria in your system, some pretty significant health problems can occur, okay? So we'll talk about how to balance the bacteria in your gut along with some other tips for food, for good digestive health, you know, like I said, next week. But today I just wanted to go over some of the things that can cause digestive problems and sugar is also one of those, okay? Next is medications. Different medications can impact your digestive health. In fact, simple over-the-counter painkillers can cause gastrointestinal bleeding and stomach upset. Those would be your non-steroidals like Aleve, Motrin, those different types of things like that. They do this because they actually prevent the mucosa, which is the moisture that protects the lining of your intestines from being produced. As a result, areas of your digestive tract essentially get dried out because they're not protected from that natural protective barrier. There are a vast number of other medications that can cause stomach problems. The bottom line is, ladies, if you're on medication, take a look at what the possible side effects are and then pay attention to your body. If you're having some digestive problems, it may be because of the medicines that you're on. So you may want to talk about different alternatives with your medical provider, okay? There are a large number of different reasons why you may be struggling with digestive problems. And the truth is that it may not be one thing, but rather a combination of things. So now let's look at some of the steps that you can take to improve your digestive health, okay? So like I said, I don't want to get dive in deep with those because I want to go ahead and talk about those next week. So today I just wanted to come here and talk to you about, you know, what some of those issues are that you could be having with your digestive tract, okay? And then take a look at what are some of the things that can cause those problems. So let's just briefly, I want to go back and just give you a cap a recap of everything that we talked about today. Okay. So you get a little, and you get a little, excuse me, we've talked about a lot of stuff. So we talked about, you know, what can happen if your, if your digestive tract is out of whack, it can impair your sleep. It can impair your mental, your mental clarity. You can be, have brain fog. Your energy can be levels can be down. You can feel really fatigued. You can have immune system problems. You can have pain or discomfort, and then you can have mal, you can have metabolic, metabolic issues, especially with metabolism and with absorption problems. Okay. We talked about what looks like good digestive health. Those are regular bowel movements, normal bowel movements. Okay. And we talked about other things like gas and what happens when you have got gas, what happens when you have IBD, okay, irritable bowel disease, Crohn's or colitis, which is mostly that's caused by an autoimmune disease. It's inflammation in your intestines, causes a lot of diarrhea. It can cause bloody diarrhea. It can cause a lot of pain and discomfort. We talked about GERD, gastroesophageal reflux disease, which is old-fashioned heartburn, and what are some of the things that can cause that and what you can do to help with that as well, okay? Then we talked about IBS, irritable bowel syndrome, that it may be a form, a large part of it is can be psychological due to stress and anxiety, okay? Then we talked about some of the things that can trigger you to cause you to have digestive issues, which can be medications, stress, definitely stress is number one. Meds, like I just said, food intolerances, especially to dairy, to gluten, to um, sugar, all those other things can cause upset stomachs and cause a variety of symptoms and problems. All right. 
So those are things that I want you to start looking at with your gut issues. Okay. Take a look and start paying attention. Mostly I want you to pay attention to your stool. Look at it. Okay. I mean, I know people think it's disgusting, but look at it. Is it normally normal shape or is it, does it, is it pencil thin? Is it little, little round things where it's coming out like, like rabbit pellets? Those are things. Are there, is there a change in your stool? Do you have a lot of gas? Do you have a lot of bloating? You know, are you, if you eat certain things, do they cause you to feel uncomfortable? Now being your number one self-care advocate ladies is looking at and understanding your body so that you can hear it when it's talking to you. And then you can kind of say, oh, okay, I just ate this particular vegetable. So now I'm having a lot of gas. So maybe it's that I'm just going to try not eating it. Or maybe beans are doing it for you. Or maybe you drink milk and dairy products or cheese or cottage cheese. Those things are making your stomach upset. Okay. Or you take certain medications and then you notice that you have an upset stomach. Or you're a very stressful person and you notice that you've got a lot of stress going on and it causes you to have some, a lot of diarrhea. Pay attention to your environment. Okay. And pay attention to your body. See what's going on in your body. And I said, look at how you are eliminating. Okay. Look what goes in your mouth and then look what's coming out of your mouth. Okay. You should be having regular bowel movements every single day. If you are not pooping regularly and you're pooping like once or or maybe twice a week, that is not good. You need to get yourself trained and get your body moving your bowels once a day, if not more, because you want to be cleaning out what you ate the day before. You don't want like three, four days of food sitting in your intestine, just sitting there, you know, collecting bad bacteria, which is going to then cause you to have problems, gas and bloating and having abdominal pain. Okay. So a lot of GI issues that people come in with are a result of what they're doing to their bodies are a result of what they're eating, a result of what they're drinking, a result of them not exercising, a result of them not drinking water. So we can help ourselves heal if we just understand what we need to do. So I gave you a lot of stuff today in today's episode of what you can do for your bowels to look at if they're working regularly, what are some of the things that, you know, you may be confronting, what are some of the things that may be causing problems? And then next week we are going to dive into several, I think I'm going to come at you and talk with you about 14, if not more things that you can do for improving your digestive health. And I may even give a, I'll probably make, maybe I'll do a little free handout that, that goes along with it so that you can take that if you don't keep on listening to the episode over and over again. Okay. All right. So I hope that helped because I wanted to piggyback this episode about digestive health off of our serotonin lecture, as well as off of our cortisol, um, one podcast that we had last week too, because like we talked about stress causes your cortisol level to go up. It causes acid to re to cause more acid in your gut causes that flight or flight response shuts off your digestive system that can cause you to have chronic constipation or on the other side, chronic diarrhea. Okay. If your gut is not healthy, how is it going to produce the 80% of the serotonin that is in your gut? How is it going to function if your gut is unhealthy? And I'd have to say, honestly, that maybe over 50% of our population has an unhealthy digestive system. If not more, I'll bet to say more because most people are eating junk food and they're not exercising and they're not drinking enough water. And a lot of people drink alcohol and smoke and just, you know, just don't do all the things that they need to. They definitely don't take a probiotic. They're not getting prebiotic foods in there, which we're going to talk about all that next week too. So ladies, your digestive health 
is on you and there's things that you can do to improve it and you need to look at it and you need to understand it. So there you go. We learned today all about digestive wellness in the nutshell. And I hope I didn't make it too sciencey for you. Okay. If you have questions regarding any of this stuff, please reach out to me. You can get me over on Instagram at well woman network. You can send me a DM. You can join our private Facebook group. Well, um, what is it? Oh, it's well woman 360 over on Facebook. If you want to join our group there, you can always DM me over there too at under Michelle broad. Okay. You know, reach out to me wherever, leave us a rating review on iTunes. I can't stress to you how much a rating and review really helps the podcast move up. Or when you share it, please share it with a girlfriend, hit that little share button and send it to somebody if they need to hear this podcast about, you know, helping their digestive wellness. Okay. That really helps out too. So, you know, ladies, what I always say, you know, may God bless you. May you have a richly blessed rest of your week and we'll talk to you next week and bye for now. Yeah.